Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I want to continue our current conversation by revisiting a concept we discussed in previous episodes, the concept of vision. You're going to hear me talk about vision a lot. (laughs) I think that we often lack vision in our culture, or we put vision in the same category as we do goals. Vision or goals are similar in that they both point toward a future ideal, but goals are a bit smaller, closer in than vision is. We, we might say that goals are stepping stones on the way to vision, but unlike vision, goals are meant to be reached. We have an inner drive to move forward, and goals can be useful motivators. Even if we don't meet a goal, we can still gain useful information from the experience that can move us uh, continually, right? More, more in the direction of, of our vision. Like, like if we need to, to course correct or we need to recalibrate or take a break or press on. If, if life is like a journey on the open seas, goals are what we use to navigate around the obstacles that we can see or those that we can predict in the near future, like, like maneuvering out of the harbor without knocking into anything, <laughs> right? Or, or circumventing foreseeable storms. Vision is the long game. It's where we're headed. Uh, it's that place that always lies just beyond the horizon. We can see it in our mind's eye, right? It becomes a tool that gives the journey and all of our goals meaning and purpose. So right? we align our goals with that vision. So where are we headed in terms of relationship, right? What, what is our vision? What are our goals? Right? The premise of this podcast is that we are created to be naked and unashamed, that, that all of humanity is created by, connected through, and designed in the image and essence of a single source. And in this understanding, we, we all have the same potential for healthy relationship because that's the context through which we experience ourselves and others and the source that that binds us all together in relationship and so the vision uh, might be interconnectedness mutual regard and respect freedom of expression and choice anyone can ask for anything and, and anyone can respond to any request in any way they choose and all responses respected without assumption or expectation. This is the vision of relationships that have been saturated in and, and operating out of a sense of unconditional acceptance, which, which is my thoughts around uh, a vision for all of humanity. It, it's who we already are and, and also what we're moving toward. That, that we all have the same potential to move toward this vision of relationship doesn't mean, however, (laughs) that we're all going to have the same quality of relationships with one another. There, There are limitations to the fullness of relationship we experience with others. Even if every person on earth were living in the fullness of unconditional acceptance, even then limits would still exist Limits based on affinity and capacity and proximity. See, limits aren't, they're not negative. They're not inherently negative. Limits are just natural and healthy. They're 
they're just part of the deal. Um, And they can be disappointing, but they're not a bad thing. Sometimes we think that, but but here's why we think that because limits are multiplied when we add the complexities and challenges that accompany humans relating to one another without the benefit and the trust that comes with unconditional acceptance. Right? If we don't personally accept that we're accepted, we're going to we're going to go into relationships with with fear, right? We're going to fear rejection and judgment abandonment, condemnation, right? We're, we're going to experience shame and we're going to respond to that by blaming ourselves and blaming others. And, and then in our attempt to avoid all of that discomfort, we're going to find ways to hide and protect and preserve and defend, right? And when we have these relational dynamics uh, start to to stir up, right? Every request begins to sound like more than what is asked. Every every response becomes an indication and a validation of our valid of our value and our worth, or the lack of it, right? There are perceived lack of worth and lack of value, right? Respect begins to demand conditions, right? So so what are we to do? What are our goals? How can we move toward the vision of healthy relationships, of of mutual regard and respect in a world where unconditional acceptance hasn't become the standard operating system? I, I shared an example in the last episode of an exchange in a relationship where mutual regard isn't present, right? A relationship still exists there. A vision for how relationships can function still remain in in my mind. I still choose to align my goals moving around the obstacles that that came to into to being, right? Toward that vision, right? In, in a relationship all I can do is is my part. And that's all any of us that can do is our own part, right? We can make direct requests without hidden agendas. Right? We we can respond honestly without fear. We we can respect the responses of others without resentment. And then to the degree that we're able to do these things and to the degree the other does the same is the degree to which we will have healthy relationships. And notice I didn't say that we will have satisfying relationships. (laughs) No, unfortunately, there are no guarantees in relationship. Maybe you've requested uh, affection or time or communication or companionship, but the other responds with a, a no thank you. Perhaps they they don't feel the same level of affinity as you do. Or or maybe um, they they just have too much on their plate at the moment. They're overwhelmed by other things. Or maybe they know they're not going to be in the same space uh, for as long as it would require to uh, build up towards the level of relationship that uh, it would take for um, them to fulfill your request, right? We don't know why they're saying no. We have to trust that their no is for their own reasons, right? Can, can we respect their no, right? Even if we don't understand it, right? That's our goal. And, and in that goal, in order to achieve that goal, right, we may have to face some of our own emotions that are triggered. We, and we have to um, look back and, and, and see what's going on here? Why is this emotion 
so big and so powerful? What, what is it pointing to? What, what wounds might need to be named, right? What losses in our past or the loss of the vision of what we wanted that relationship to look like? What might have to be grieved? You know, there is a, such a thing as grieving the loss of the things we've not yet had, right? It, the vision of something, right? Every, every breakup we've ever had in the past, every friend that has uh, moved away, all of these, it, we, we miss what, what it what was, but we also miss what we had hoped would be. There's always the loss of the vision of what we had seen that particular relationship turning into, right? So maybe when someone responds a certain way in order for us to stay present and not read into their response and not chase after and and try to control or manipulate. Maybe we need to sit with our response and find out what needs to be grieved, what needs to be named, right? The the degree to which we are respected, right? Because we don't, we respect other people or we try to, right? That's our goal is to, to accept their no or to accept their answer without adding to it, without assuming what they mean, <laughs> right? Maybe we can ask questions, but we have to ask those with no strings attached. And that's the, that's the type of respect that we want to receive as well, right? And to the degree that we receive that response, that that respect that comes back to us, the degree that wit to which people respond to us without assumption or expectation, without control or manipulation, right? That's the degree to which we are able to trust, right? Respect isn't related to the number of times someone accommodates our requests. Respect is related to the way in which someone responds to our no. And sometimes the way that they accommodate our request. If someone's accommodating us just in order to not get us angry or in order to um, just acquiesce or whatever it is, whatever, whatever reason, right? That does not foster respect either, right? We don't feel a great sense of, oh, I can trust their yes. I'll tell you so many times I have learned to trust someone's yes because I have, I have, understood and respected their no. So I've, I've been able to, to accept the yes and respect that. So the way in which people respond, that's what fosters this trust and allows us to see the level of trust that we can, can give them and to offer them in relationship, right? Because here's the deal, respect, like true respect breeds freedom. If you say no to me, and I accept that and I respect your no without having this, this intense urgency to, to make you answer for it, right? That's not respect, right? True respect breeds freedom. It's the fear that destroys it. The fear of what are they thinking? What do they really want? They don't really like me, right? All of those are fear responses, right? So you might say that our vision for relationship is freedom, right? A sense of peace, a sense of there's nothing more expected of me and I can be at peace within myself and with the other person without any assumption or expectation or thinking beyond what is, 
right? There's a sense of, of, of freedom and peace in that. And our goals then are, the, are to root out the effects of fear on our relationships and our ability, right, to do our part in relationships with other people, right? Our goals, our goal is to show up and be fully ourselves and not second guess what the other person is saying or doing. And, and creating distance and space in a relationship, all that is is a matching our level of trust with the level of respect that's been shown. It's not something we do out of fear. Now, sometimes fear can uh, start that problem. If I have a, a gut reaction, <laughs> I'm walking down a dark alley and I see someone coming towards me, my, my gut, my fear is saying, put some distance between you and that person, right? So, so fear can be a healthy motivator, right? But what I'm talking about is that, that fear that we're bringing in from other moments, right? The fear of somebody asking something from us that we feel is a demand beyond what they're asking because we've been demanded in the past. So we have a reaction to their request, which is beyond the face value of their request. That's not respect. That's not freedom. That's fear, right? So we have to root out those um the, the spaces where fear comes from, right? So, so when we create that distance, when we create, when we match the respect that we've been shown and the level of trust, right? This is, this is something we do out of respect for ourselves, honoring our needs, honoring what um, our level of trust, right? It's also something we do to honor the other person, to respect their choices and how they've limited the relationship, Right? It's something we do out of freedom, out of accepting ourselves, validating our own needs, and allowing the relationship to be limited by the choices that others make, as well as the choices that we make, even if we don't want the relationship to be limited the way that it is. We've got to work that out. Right? Limits are not a means of punishing or testing or controlling. Limits are the natural and healthy consequence of responding respectfully to the choices of others while also honoring our own needs. Remember when my son was kicking his sister? Remember that story? Right? She, she placed distance between herself and his kicking feet, not in an effort to get him to stop, but out of respect for her need to not be harmed. When my son wanted to be closer in relational proximity to his sister, he had to show her that he would respect her need inside the space that he was requesting to move into, right? Now, we didn't name all of this at the time, but that's what goes on in relationship, right? And until she feels comfortable, right, until she trusts that he's going to respect her needs in that space, which for whatever reason could have been forever, right? She could have said, I'm never going to trust this. Now, she might need to do her own work on her end, but he needs to respect that that could be the case. And that's disappointing. And that's hard to accept if somebody kind of moves distance between us and we don't understand it and we don't feel like we've done anything to deserve it. We have to understand sometimes there are deep wounds on their end that we trigger and we have to respect that, right? Thankfully, children don't carry <laughs> as much of that past baggage as, as those of us who've lived a bit longer often do. So, so 
I'm, I'm happy to report that they have a very close bond and relationship <laughs> without a lot of emotional distance between them. Right. So that's really where I want to to land today. This vision of relationship, this vision of freedom and relationship, this freedom of unconditional acceptance and respect and, and trust. Right. So now that we've established that and, and laid out kind of what our basic goals are, um, I, I want to continue the next conversation or continue this conversation rather in the next episode by, by painting a framework for vulnerability. Right, because if we're going to talk about moving forward with our vision of relationship, right, and 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 moving forward in working out what are our goals that align with that ultimate vision of relationship, then we're going to have to talk about vulnerability because the only way we can risk, right? How could my daughter risk letting her brother into that space? right? She had to make herself vulnerable. She wasn't sure maybe his legs would kick back up again. And I'm sure that probably happened a time or two, <laughs> right? So we're going to set up that uh, framework for vulnerability and, and, and discuss how appropriate risk-taking can help us discern where we need to set up and, and limit the emotional space and the physical space in a relationship. So until then, have a great day.